You are listening to So, hi, welcome back to another episode of Architudora, the architecture podcast, uh, where these two guys talk about architecture, design, and sometimes others. And I'm Yenjun. Yeah, and I'm Man. Yeah, uh, it's been a while from our last episode, and <laughs> finally we managed to record this episode. So the first quarter has passed, Matt. Uh, how's life? Uh, I'm surviving. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, I mean, it's also your job changing. Yeah, I actually changed my job uh, one and a half months ago. Actually, I don't really notice it's already one and a half months. Uh, it's just been that busy. But how is it working right there? Is it still better than... Oh, you, okay, we don't compare. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's really different, I mean, because I, I wasn't working in an architecture firm previously. Uh, although it's still under design, uh, maybe they touch a bit of architecture, but mostly interior and the theme parks, which I've mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's... It's kind of nice just to be back into architecture, I guess. Yeah, uh, good to know. I mean, like if you say that your previous company do less architecture than what you prefer to do. Uh, I won't say it's like what I prefer to do. But I mean, it's just a different experience and maybe it's just not for me or... Uh, in the end, I just want to just get back to architecture in the end. But now I'm I'm dealing more into like small scale like bungalows and whatnot, just mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, no more high rise and whatnot. No, okay, but still okay. It's I mean, in Malaysia you manage you. It's either you doing high rise or or landed property, uh, some low low rise building. Yeah, I mean, in the end, it's mostly residential. But also, I mean, like uh, the company I'm working at now also deals with a bit of interior because like. There's two parts of it, one architecture side and one interior side. So there's also like interior for offices and uh, mm. uh, some commercial and those those type of things. But I, I'm mostly dealing with the architecture side so far. Mm. Good to know, and, good to uh, know. I mean, in the end, I, I actually feel bungalows are actually quite more fun to design kind of thing rather than to design high-rise because a lot of high-rise has a lot of... More restriction yeah, I mean, I mean it although like it's not not really about the restriction of the design and the bylaws mm-hmm. and whatnot, because those are the things that no matter how it is, you have to settle with it. But mm. I guess it's more about the restriction because mostly those people that design, I mean, they want to build a whole high-rise, uh, very big companies and whatnot. So they have a lot of red tape, you know, all the mm. higher ups and then they are higher ups and then they are higher ups. You know, you go higher, 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 higher. And then in the end, like the design just... It's very hard to go through this type of process, basically. Uh, it feels like a bit more uh, to break through, la, to break through the limits. It. Yeah, I mean, especially in Malaysia, because uh, most of the developers are more like, uh, more safe. You know, they, I mean, they have to play safe, you know, they are investing like money into development. Yeah, and yeah. it's not small money, it's really big money, like, you know, few millions. millions. I think like 10 or 20 million or something. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure about the price of one, the whole building mm. construction price of a high rise residential. But it's basically not small money. So I guess they yeah. basically have to think more about, you know, they need to play a bit safe. Uh. Imagine losing 50 million. <laughs> because I want to have a, a slightly different design. And yeah, I understand. Uh, unless so, some, sometimes it's understandable, but it's still a bit boring. <laughs> yeah, okay. but I mean, in the end, it's still a bit boring to you know design these type of things. Mm. It gets yeah. a bit stale. Yeah, I mean, maybe you're not so interested in designing high rise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't yeah. mind designing high rise, but I, I don't really fancy those things that I just said. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good to know you're still surviving and happy <laughs> with your new job. And but as for me, um, finally, like my team won a few competition. I mean, like 
not few lah, just two lah. But oh. I I won't un- not to say I won't mention it like what competition because it's not officially announced yet. Will your name be announced? I mean, will your name be inside the thing? I I, I don't know where. I mean, in my company profile, probably yes, but I don't know any architecture website will be. Oh, uh, but uh, I mean, at least your in your company profile also has the your name there. La. Probably, probably, but really <laughs> a long time to for this competition, so I definitely will be more, more and more busy. No, and but it's great. I mean, it's it's better than doing nothing, especially during this MCO time. I mean, like, for to be honest, the competition is not a small competition, ah. So, but if when my team was announced to won this competition, I really like happy, la. Because well, uh, congratulations. Oh, thank you. <laughs> for the past years, it's like we keep doing a lot, a lot of competitions, and then every time it's like second, first runner up, second runner up, and then of course not the the client will choose the the winner to build his development. Ma. So and finally we managed to won a few. And the process is really like how I mentioned, it's really a long long process. Um, I remember this competition is like eight, uh, last year. Uh, August and until now they finally announced it. So it's almost oh. like a year, you know. Eight months. But, yeah, but the eight months. Yeah, you see, but the okay, the area of the build up is actually six hundred square meter. <laughs> six hundred thousand square meters. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so you design eight months for <laughs> six hundred square meter. Yeah. Right? Like what so, are you doing? <laughs> and it's also a cut. Half of it is public building as as for like cultural center or town hall and blah blah, blah art gallery all those and others is hot uh offices ah. and so although it took like eight months so but the design in process in between kind of like uh i I would say like we need to like really communicate with the client because sometimes i mean for this point we met client that um, he's unsure to what to build for that development, so that's why we took a long time because we need to study like what do we put in the design and then like all those um analysis lah. So that's why that's the reason that why we took so long time as well, and also this is also a good segue to our today's topic, and it's like what is the design process for like architecture. And I mean, there's a lot of ways. Like, not there's no specific ways or method, but what kind of design process that you uh, work on or you adapt in architecture. So that's why I start with the short story before this topic. And maybe you wanna share like your your common approach on architecture design we first first met. Uh, I think for me, because I, I'm actually a person that, I'm not sure whether I told you this story or not before, but I actually kind of stumble into architecture. Uh, it's an accident, basically. It's like how I enter into architecture, like why I started architecture course, the, mm-hmm. like how many like, years ago was mm-hmm. that? Uh, <laughs> don't don't uh, expose our age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very long time ago. Maybe uh, last year, <laughs> no, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, yeah, quite quite long ago, I I started off my diploma in architecture after my high school. Yeah, I started diploma in architecture by accident, and at the time, it's more of basically I was still a kid, la, You know, like mm. at that time, my design process was basically. I find this cool, so I do it. Mm. When I look back at all my things, although some of the things actually is quite, uh, you know, interesting concepts and everything, mm. it looks quite interesting. But in the end, it boils down to, it looks cool. I uh, so just do it like this, you know. Mm. But I mean, okay, because we are now like finally working in the real industry of architecture. Do you think design is a, is something that you need to be taught? Um, 
I mean, it's not you have to be taught, mm. but it's more of. Uh, when you go to the school of mm. architecture, I feel that you are getting taught about how to think rather than how, how to, to do something. Because in the end, oh. design is a very subjective and it's a very. Uh, yeah. There's no right or wrong. I mean, it's a very personal thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, some people will like this type of design, some people will like that type of design, and mm-hmm. whatnot, you know, all these things. But uh, in the end, when you go to the school, you, in the end, are forced to like learn how to think like you cannot just do it by yourself you need to have mm. uh, comments from you know professional at that time it's a lecturer lecturer you know, and mm. all, all these things and it, it's not only that because even if let's say you are a very very talented person like mm-hmm. in terms of design or anything uh, this even design which is a very personal and very subjective thing this type of thing can actually be improved Mm. Improve then get I mean your design sense can get better with time through experience mm-hmm. and you know trial and error and every all these things and I feel that's where it is important but I mean to answer your question mm. yeah I mean totally agree uh, because like uh, take back like what you say uh, it's like even though you keep uh, because you will improve in when you're designing time by time but when no one there's no like a much more experienced person to guide you or like tell you uh, your your design is more okay not correct lah, but in a more logical sense then uh, what you keep yeah, doing yeah. Is, is not is not uh, helping because you need some feedback to know or how do I improve so maybe that's the reason also like why do we uh, need uh, not to say learn design yeah. in school, uh, but you you can keep practicing. But if someone who is more experienced can guide you, then I think you improve much more better. And yeah, am I right? I wouldn't say that's like the the main ultimatum of things. You know, it's not like the uh the truth of all <laughs> things. I believe that there are some people that can actually work uh, individually by themselves. Yeah, individually, you know, they are individually already very good, and then they just keep practicing by themselves, and they get oh, better yeah. and better by themselves. You know, I feel that there is people like that, but I would say the majority is not. I mean, those mm-hmm. are very exceptional people. Yeah, I believe there is such. Person, uh. mm-hmm. Yeah, but in the end, practicing and in the end, listening to comments. I guess one one of the the thing is uh learning how to choose the comments which are good and which are bad. Mm. I guess that's something that you have to learn from experience. Mm. Yes. So like, even when you're talking to a client, you know, you cannot. I I I mean, it's not that you say you cannot, but I feel that it's better to have a discussion and mm. not listen to them hundred percent because mm. there are some things that no matter how much they want it you have a more you have more experience in this thing so you can advise them better if you already know which is bad and which is good so this mm. all these things come in with experience i guess yeah definitely i mean that's the <laughs> that's the most common uh, difference between uh, a designer and a layman person like, although you uh okay, maybe this we don't put this like uh, in this point some people see design very it looks good but some people want to know the story behind and then uh, the logic behind not logic because I, be- I mean for my personal experience until for now until now I believe that every design behind actually has a has a very sensible uh, l- lines or, s- or, s- or story behind so I mean the most recent thing is uh, I, I don't know if you've seen this news It's about the Xiaomi And then they actually hire I mean they kind of like rebrand their logo But actually their logo only changed from A square shape Into a Kind of like uh, the Because the corner is actually uh, Before that was a uh, 90 degrees And now become a 
uh, curvy fillet, and of course the the cost of this uh, design is I think I don't remember how much uh, it's like millions uh. and then like people will keep commenting. I mean, media la, media will share like oh, uh, Xiaomi boss sh- uh, spent a lot of money for but this design is only from a square shape into a not so square shape and then they will say oh I also can do this la, blah blah blah. No, but but the designer is who is. Yeah, I mean, do you know about this news? Oh, no, no, I didn't hear about this. Yeah, but the designer is the uh, head direct head art director of uh, Muji. So oh. yeah, so you know, okay, many a lot of people like Muji design, Muji style, and then but, I mean, he the designer actually posts a video of, uh, what's the design process behind, uh, but that's the. I won't share the whole video uh, It's here But you can go find out uh. So it's quite interesting uh. I mean they have their own story But either You Like you say Design Art is something very uh, Personal Very uh, sub. So there's no right or wrong So it's either you Enjoy it Or you love it Or you Just think that It's very <laughs> You you, un- you can't understand uh. Okay so That's why I think design should be uh, for myself lah, and uh, I mean for myself as well. Like how you say, how do you enter architecture? This kind of uh, starting, we were like kids. We don't know anything about. We just like it, so we think it it cool. Uh, it's very cool, so we do it. And then in the meanwhile, like that's why I say when you design something or you try to like do something more properly. You need someone more experienced to like guide you. So definitely, I we enter this architecture field is. Uh, we thought archit- I mean, like, do you think architecture is just about drawings? Or, I mean, before that, what's your what's your perspective? Uh, pers- perspective of architecture before you, like. Finally entered this field before. Yeah, maybe like after your high school because you you say you stumble into architecture like by thinking that it's cool, so you wanna uh jump in. Like before that, what's your thought about it? Uh, it's hard to say because yeah, I I wasn't really into architecture at all. Actually, I had like zero experience. I I don't have all this. But when at the top of my head, I I was basically very edgy at that time. Uh, both in terms of personality and also the things that I like. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, you know, I was very moody and everything, and all, all those. You know, I need to be cool, and those. <laughs> Those shit at all, uh, <laughs> but um, I I kind of specifically remember one very cool thing like before, before I enter architecture was uh, you know KLCC Petro Science. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, last time, I'm not sure whether it's still there or not. I haven't been there for quite a while. But last time, do you do you remember the? The, at the entrance of Petro Science, mm-hmm. the where they have gallery and then you can kind of try a bit of the things there. There's actually this water feature with a lot of glass. But I mean, basically, that's that's my perception of architecture. Like you know, just to do something very cool and whatnot. Because, uh, when I entered architecture, I actually didn't know what I want to do. The only thing I know that I want to do is actually to uh, do something. Regarding design Because I'm At least at that time I'm not sure about now But anyway uh, At that time I was Kind of like uh, I didn't write Although I was actually Kind of good at it I didn't really like Like uh, physics And Maths And all these things I didn't like I didn't I cannot envision myself You know Calculating myself In the future Like calculating myself until I die, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So I always thought that I I just wanted to enter design. Mm. Uh, then I actually uh, 
I actually registered myself into a, a different course, which is uh, at that time was the foundation for interior design slash graphic design. Mm. Uh, which I thought, I mean, I didn't even know what is graphic design and interior design. I mm. just thought, you know, it has a design word inside it, so I just go. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. I just registered myself. Uh, and at that time, you know, I was a bit lazy and I didn't do any research. And then suddenly, like, my friends suddenly say, you know, architect- why do you enter interior design? You better enter architecture because if you enter architecture, then one day you can just transfer to interior design. Like, oh. Then logically, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how I enter architecture. So at that time, when, when I enter, uh, when I enter into this into architecture you? field, mm-hmm. I actually really didn't know about how what is architecture. I didn't really think about how buildings look like and you know mm-hmm. all all these all these things that architecture is about. And I even remember there's one time, I mean one of the first classes. I think it's like introduction or something like that. Mm-hmm. The lecturer at the time he actually asked the whole class like, what other fields can be related to architecture mm. and I couldn't answer anything at all because I have no idea what architecture is mm. uh, so actually so she's saying like engineering yeah you know engineering right. contractor oh, okay. builders you know mm. all, the, all these different type of fields that can be kind of related with architecture I really didn't know and mm. even when my friend uh, truth be told I, I was really a lazy kid la. Uh, I didn't even so, apply yeah. I mean during high school Before the SPM mm. I didn't even apply For any local use Or any any kind of university at all But my friend My very close friend at the time he were, uh, She was very adamant That I at least apply So she applied some stuff for me <laughs> oh. And one of the course that I mean the Number one pick she chose for me was uh, engineering. Wow. Yeah, I was like, what is this? I don't know. Okay, whatever. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. I, I was that type of person. So even when uh, going back to the design process, you know, mm. even when yeah. I started architecture in uh, my diploma in architecture, mm-hmm. uh, at that time, I really had no idea what is it about and what to think about design and whatnot? I was just mm. more of you know they gave me this uh, assignment and then yeah this is a, it, assignment right? which I guess the first few assignments don't really count because it's all mostly like very artsy uh, kind of thing very conceptual extra, kind. like do- doesn't yeah. really reach into architecture that much it's more of like a warm up kind of thing mm. I guess the first ever design Building I'm uh, not really building wise But architecture Related kind of thing Is a bus stop uh, Okay I think A lot of people have this As their first Kind of Maybe Structure Small structure thing Yeah like Small structure Bus stop is a very Simple kind of thing And mm. uh, Basically I didn't know What to do at all As I, re- as I recall <laughs> Now It's like You know I just take a few Modeling boards And then I just Stick them together And that's it <laughs> You know I feel Oh Like that Like that Like that Okay You know I don't think about You know space uh, One on It's just like mm. Okay they, These people need to stand So I have to put this <laughs> wall here <laughs> Those kind of things And then that, That's how my whole Design process Actually started Start out from, mm-hmm. But as I go further In At least in diploma, diploma myself And like As I remember My last My final Project was Uh Sport center And I decided to do something about uh, Laser tech Laser tech If you know what it is it Yeah What's that? I don't know why I, I You don't know? Laser tech you don't know? I don't know Oh Basically, you the, the sport Or the sport game uh? Yeah 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 It's a game okay, okay, okay. Called laser tech Okay I know I know uh, That's basically what my project was about at the time And mm, It's still basically Something very cool Because at the time I was into uh, there's this jet plane called Stealth at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, which is a very. It looks very exactly tech. like a uh, Lambo Raventon. Uh, basically, Raventon uh, has his idea from this jet plane kind of thing. It's supposed to look like that, mm-hmm. and I thought that was like 
like, oh, that's really cool, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. It looks damn cool. So I feel like I want to do a building that looks like this. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but of course, my lecturer at the time, uh, I guess he is one of the most important lecturers for me. Mm. Uh, he actually kind of stopped me just doing, you know, just doing something like that. You know, this looks cool. So I just, mm. he said, this is not a strong concept at all. You know, start of thing. Exactly. So okay. that's, that's where I start thinking about, you know, how spaces are related to your concept and whatnot. So something like, in the end, I ended up something like a... Uh, because laser tech basically is a maze kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you go inside and then yeah. you... Yeah, so you need a big Although, space and create small yeah, spaces. Yeah, it's a big space. Yeah, something like that. So in the end, my whole building, which includes, you know, the and the lobby, the entrance, the waiting area, you know, each and every space of it is based mm-hmm. on a maze. Although... Uh, and at the time, I actually kind of impressed that I would actually think that you know, you can't really make a maze in every single space because if mm. not, people will die, kind of, like, <laughs> people will feel just too tired kind too of thing. Cool. So it's like, you know, I think of different way, different ways to make this maze into a uh, probable building. I mean, like, the spaces are based on this kind of maze and into that kind of maze. And like, slowly it becomes a different type of maze until you reach the arena kind of okay. thing. Okay, so maze inside a maze. Yeah, something, okay. I mean, something like that. Um... Uh, uh, which is something I wouldn't do anymore. No. But I feel um, I mean just just trying to tell a story about you know how the design process kind of changed. Mm-hmm. And then during my degree, uh, basically another before I go into the degree, I need to tell another slight small story <laughs> again because yeah. it's kind of related to this. It's like uh, right after my diploma, we actually had to go for a six months internship. Internship, yeah. Yeah, and uh, sad to say, I might have gone to the wrong place. Who because the internship place. Yeah, I mean I'm not you saying that like bad it or wrong. I mean maybe just you don't like it lah. Uh, I guess it's just something very not right for me. I won't say they're bad or anything. Mm. They're just uh, very, very... Used to be a very, very big company. Like, you know, those 100, 200 people kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But over the years, because the boss has get, uh, got a bit old, he can't really uh, Manage handle so, so many mm. things. So it start to downsize, downsize, downsize until it's, when, I was, when I went there, there was only like five or six people. Wow. Okay. But he was still doing those type of, you know, 100 to 200 people kind of work. Those type of projects, not oh. the workload, of course, you, you will die. Uh, but those type of projects, which is, you know, like boutique hotels, uh, mostly hot, those type of hotels kind of mm. thing. Uh. Uh, and when I'm there, when I was there, I was kind of really demotivated into architecture. I really wanted to stop and okay. just do something else. Mm. Until I actually... What's the reason? Because to it's, uh, it's basically exhausted or I mean just the work style. I mean not just the, it's not about work style. It's like the the whole way this office works just makes me feel like I don't want to ever do this for my whole life. I really cannot imagine <sighs> myself doing this for my whole life, okay. kind of thing. Mm. Which I mean because at uh, when I was doing the. Laser Tech Center, I was actually mm-hmm. kind of very motivated. motivated. I was mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most motivated time in my oh. whole life to do something. Mm-hmm. And then when I go to this type of intern place, which is very like, you know, very corporate kind of style, although okay. it's a very small company, uh it kind of shattered my whole expectation on what I'm supposed Expect- to do and everything. <laughs> Okay. No, because I I mean it's the first time I was into kind of the, the real world, world. Mm. uh kind of thing, which is not like, you know, conceptual design and whatnot. Mm. Especially in Malaysia, you know how things go. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't really get those like conceptual things and whatnot. Not like in Europe or US or those kind of places. Mm. So at the first time I actually seen all this, I really feel like oh this is this is I, so depressing I that this. I really didn't want to go. I didn't really want to continue this anymore. 
Mm. But that's until one day. Uh, I think this one maybe I have actually kind of talked about this. Yeah, I mentioned about this before also. I uh, until one day I actually visited pediatric center with my friend. Ah, uh, yeah, I remember. Okay. Yeah, this was in one of the episodes actually, yeah, which yeah. is the favorite one. architect. I think something our favorite building, favorite architect, mm. something like that. Quite long ago already. Uh, but basically. It made me kind of ins- inspire me, yeah. It spark up my motivation again. Back to, to because this is something that uh, I feel rather than you know all those very generic buildings that you can that is mostly designed in Malaysia those type of things. Mm-hmm. I actually felt PJ Trade Center was kind of in the middle of the conceptual plaster. Uh, yeah. those generic things, which Definitely. make me feel very motivated to do this type of things. Which mm. turns out to be kind of a double-edged sword for me also because in the end I tried too hard. I feel when I first started in my degree, mm. because of that I actually continue my studies because I found out that what I was doing previously is not up it's to my standard at that time. <laughs> so I needed to do like continue my studies that kind of thing. Mm. So when I first started my degree, my design process was trying to. Uh, create spaces mm-hmm. such as Peaches Trade Center mm. because okay. what I feel very nice about Peaches Trade Center uh, I think we've already also mentioned about that like you know even though it's one of the hottest place in KL it's actually still very cooling it's very comfortable mm. uh, it's just those kind of spaces that I keep trying to force myself to do it although it's not really uh kind of relevant to the assignment I keep mm. on trying to force myself into that position so mm. at that time uh, during the degree most of my degree I was kind of just trying to force this type of concept into my design I guess it's a uh, part of kind of growing up kind of thing like just trying this yeah. uh, and it's something that I really like and until now I still feel that I really like but uh We'll go that. We'll get to that later on. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, during my final project in UCS, uh, <laughs> in my pro- final project in my degree years, yeah. it was uh, it was uh, sorry, what's it? Urban Agriculture Center, which is basically a center for agriculture in the city. But for some reason, our site is not really. In the city, <laughs> in the city, yeah, I feel a bit odd now that I think about it. It's like why do we have this type of site? It's like it's like a giant site that you can actually do traditional agriculture, and it's not really urban agriculture at all. Mm. But uh, I digress. I don't want to talk about this so much. Okay, but <laughs> it's a process, lah. Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean, I don't want to complain about the assignment that's given to me. <laughs> it's more okay. of it, but it's more of like I guess in the end, I was thinking more about. At the time, I was thinking more about the user experience and how to, yeah, yeah, user experience and who is the one that is going to use this thing and how this how this design is actually going to cater for this group of people. Which uh, at the time I actually f- basically through site analysis, I found that most of the people, I mean, if this urban agriculture center were to be built there, mm-hmm. most of the people that will benefit most from this is actually the elderly which is the retired people and whatnot those type of things so it's catered more to you know trying to not only to like make them be able to use it but also to kind of cater to their needs kind of thing uh Mm -hmm. so what i'm trying to say is basically at the time i was kind of trying to focus more on people rather than the design I mean rather than how it looks and whatnot, mm. which is uh, I'm not sure whether it's a good thing in terms of like people judging you know, when peop- mm. when you see this type of board it's like uh, it's not really catered to the looks at all it's like you know I want to do this because it's more of it kind of good. yeah it kind of just helps me but because at the time once again I was really motivated I wanted to do something really big and do something really nice 
for my final project because I thought that's like going to be my final final education year kind of thing mm-hmm. which kind of contradicts to what I want to do which is for the people so once again I was stuck <laughs> every time I mean that's cool so that's very common you got stuck uh, in design I mean it's more of like stuck I'm more of contradicting myself I would like want to do something very nice but at the same time I want to do something that's not nice you know something like that <laughs> okay okay <laughs> I try to understand <laughs> Uh, uh, basically, it's just trying to kill myself. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there's also one way to like push yourself. Uh, maybe, <laughs> in other, uh, in, uh, in a good way to say that <laughs> to say that. Um, yeah, exactly. Like so, like what you mentioned. I mean, I I like that you mentioned that like, you've met someone. Uh, I mean, your lecturer, kind of like guide you, to do uh, a better design. Rather than you just think that I want this thing to look cool. So I really like that the teacher is actually I mean, you met a good teacher is also like you're meeting a uh, you're meeting a good mentor that leads you yes, a yeah. better uh approach on architecture design. And also this this mentor actually leads you to yeah, what you say, at some point you kinda like stop stop yourself or because you work in that office. You felt so um demotivated. You want to stop this thing, and finally, you visited that uh, pediatric center, and you become motivated again. So I think this is also like a uh, very inspirational uh, story. So, in conclu in conclusion, I would say, what uh what influenced your design is a mentor and also a, a inspired uh design or inspired architect. I think both of us, like you, you mentioned, uh, in previous archi- previous uh, episode, we talk about our favorite architects or favorite building. So I believe that's also one uh, one of the factor that, uh, go along with our design process. Maybe in because like now I'm okay. No, we don't say now. But like you, you have talked about all your arch- academic, uh, design process. But for me, uh, same as well. Uh, I didn't know what I was doing back in the degree time because all I know about architecture is maybe just drawing buildings and uh, building up walls and separating space by space. But I, I I mean I know you need to have wall to to create a space. Maybe your bed, the most uh, nearest to our real life is your your residence your your house. That floor to separate your bedroom, your dining, blah blah blah, all those things. But only when I moved in, uh, I mean, only when I started studying architecture, and then the lecturers taught us about, oh, all this like uh very terminology. I think you need to be uh, aware. I mean, you need to learn all these things. Like it's not that even though you are talented, you you are very good in design, but if you lost the sense of uh. How to organize space? I mean, I'm saying architecture, but other design I'm not sure. Like fashion design or graphical design is, is another story. But for architecture, we highlight a lot of um. Oh, sh- uh, what's that thing? Uh, uh, the spatial layout, the human experience, the user experience, the space, blah blah blah. A lot, of, a lot of these things. I think you need to like learn from, from the point of academic, only like. Right now, when we finally work in the real world, if imagine even though you just say I like to design, uh, you want to design because the, uh this thing looks cool, and then but behind the design process, you didn't thought uh, if I mean no one teach you need to consider uh more in a more logical sense, then I think in future you hardly like build. I mean, if you are saying a real architecture thing, then your your product will be hardly uh, created. So I think maybe in the academic sense of uh, design process, you need to be more conceptual. You can be. I mean, you can be more conceptual, but in the meantime, you need a good mentor that guide you uh, to think sensible, logical, and also. 
you you can actually force not to say foresee lah you I mean we also every time we mention in our episode in our podcast we say uh, should we like push the limits of design or should we take it more uh, logically but I think we can do it more ba- in a balanced way when we try to push a better design and then we also thought of the the uh, what's that word the feasibility I mean this is already reaching some uh, real world design process uh. so I mean should we like talk about the real world oh. or I mean, before do you actually just else? Because I feel, I'm not sure. Uh, before I go on, actually, I just wanted to ask you, like, do you have any like, uh, teachers, like any professor, mentors, or whatever that really, kind of inspire you, like teach you, not not really teach, but really inspire you to do something different. I mean, not just do something different, like, uh, and. Uh, I'm not really sure how to say this. It's like, okay, I let uh, I just go through a bit of uh, your story again because, mm. yeah, my experience because, uh, basically my whole life, uh, at least I mean from the starting like primary school and then secondary school and mm. even through diploma and my degree, mm-hmm. I'm this actually th- this type of person that, uh, don't really trust oh. in teachers too much. One thing is because like during my primary school and high school, uh, I was actually the type of person that kind of can do things by myself. Uh, okay. In terms of, uh, uh, I don't really, I don't really need people to teach me too much about this. This this mm. sort of things so, like okay. I just need them to kind of tell me like how's the basics kind of thing. Okay. And then in the end, I will try to find out okay. how to do things by myself. So in the end When I also enter diploma I mean throughout all this There's no kind of teachers That kind of inspire me too much It's more like You know they just teach me a bit of things And then in the end I just settle everything by myself And Mm. these things also happen throughout diploma And throughout the degree Which is basically this type of uh, A lot of the lecturers are kind of you know This is your assignment Mm. I give it to you You try to do it And then I'll just comment about it when the time comes, you know. So until we, uh, I went to the south. Mm-hmm. I was actually really inspired by my uh, studio master at the time. Mm. Uh, and he actually made me Shout change his name the. Ah. Shout his uh, name. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Ah? <laughs> I mean, for uh, this lecture, I think. Uh, Seppel, Jasper oh, okay. Seppel. Okay. Mm. Which is my thesis studio master. Mm-hmm. Uh. And he is also teaching us theory. And I know a lot of people don't really like his theory. How he talks is really... I, I guess to a lot of people, it's really a bit boring. Uh, yeah, it's just a very and common uh, attitude towards theory classes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, not, I understand and I don't want to say anything about that. But to me, the way he talk about architecture, the way he talk about the theories behind mm-hmm. architecture, it actually inspired me so much that it basically changed my whole thinking of architecture architecture mm. at the time at least. Uh, and basically, he inspired me so much that I kind of wanted to become something like him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Means that I actually want... The reason why I wanted to start lecturing, which I haven't got down to yet, uh, is all because of him. It's like, I feel like if only I met someone like him in my oh, diploma yeah. years or something, mm. my whole architecture journey would be totally different. Yeah. Because okay. of the way he teach, the way he kind of explain everything. Although, as I said, a lot of people really kind of find him very boring and whatnot. Mm. But I actually feel his passion in trying to get his ideas across is so inspiring to me. Mm. And that's why I wanted to. Uh, yeah. Yes. No, you asked. Uh yeah. So that that's the question uh, I wanted so to ask you. Like, do you have a person like that? Mm, I must say yes. I really appreciate like uh some lecturers that throughout my architecture journey until now. 
there's a few lah maybe because I'm not the kind of smart guy like Matt I mean you learn things by yourself I mean there's there's uh, always a few groups of people so I'm definitely belongs to someone who need guidance who need uh, someone to teach me how to do a better one I mean maybe okay. I can do it myself but I don't know I've not co- I'm not confident enough to say that this is the best but I mean there's no because design is not like math it's not like it's not like uh, correct or wrong there's no right or wrong so it's only that how well you uh, you describe your you explain your story or tell the story so uh, there's a feel that I can't say uh, that's maybe the one which is more highlight one I would say my final year in degree I really like my lecturer his name is uh, Mr. Chan Man In <laughs> that's a lot of people's lecturer to be honest if our colleagues yeah. is listening to so I really like his his way of design uh, kind of like I I try to learn his way of designing um, buildings architect- designing architecture it's more not to because uh, as I hear from your story you're more into like uh, conceptual theory but but uh, like you say uh, because the theory a lot of not some people uh, think that the theory part is a bit boring so maybe I'm that kind of person but I'm more into like um, some practical or lo- I prefer more logical design uh, is it? actually should you say it that way? no because I, I mean it, just, yeah, just to clarify a bit uh, mm. uh, actually it's not that I'm into theory and something like that you know it's, I'm actually more of I actually I, I actually like the logical part of it as well you know those type of things mm-hmm. but in terms of what I actually like to do is more of I like to discuss. Yeah, I feel like you, you, you study a lot more deeper rather than you just see the logic part, but you want to know what uh, makes no, it so uh, logic, I mean, right? Because mm-hmm. when you reach the logic part, it's like, Everything this thing is logic, so it works, and I don't have anything to argue about that. Oh, but okay. when it comes to kind of like conceptual, the reason why I like conceptual theory and theories kind of thing is kind of very open to discussion. And mm-hmm. that's where I feel I, I like it's not that I like the theories and whatnot. It's more of like I like to discuss about it. Okay. Maybe maybe I just like maybe I just really no, like you, because it, you like know. to think yeah. because like you like to keep thinking and then like how this <laughs> works and blah blah blah. But yeah, I maybe yeah, but maybe my way of designing is that uh, other than it's more functional and uh logical and then in until my final year of degree like previous I we designed like uh, different we have different kind of assignment we design culture center community center uh, war museum blah blah a lot of like this public buildings and then some like maybe small residential building and then finally my final year uh, he I don't know it's either also Architecture is not something that I don't know. Or maybe my point of view is that I love working together with people. So I believe architecture is not something that you can work alone. And at that time, the my experience of uh, with my studio mate, and also I think this is also the reason that I love uh, the design process of architecture. It's not you you design alone, but when you work together with a, a tip a group of people and then you come up with some ideas and then you you open it up and discuss with your group mate or people and then you get some input and output so I, I think and that mentor is very highly uh, uh, recommend us to do to do this rather than just sitting uh, in your own space and then uh, just keep drawing and also exploring yourself so he mm-hmm. actually prefers to like okay if you have some ideas and then of course you you need to like visual you need to like uh, do it into 
uh, visualize first, and then you only can share it with your colleagues or whoever, and only you can discuss about it. So that's the out- output. And after that, he also mentioned that um, instead of doing on on this paper on a two D, why not you do it uh, in using physical model, study model? I think this is a very common practice of architecture. I I'm not sure if you still do it do it now. Sometimes. Uh, okay. If okay, if later on we will talk about some real world architecture uh design process, I I I still do this kind of like physical model. We still need to do some styrofoam or uh whiteboard and then just stack study about the volume and blah blah blah, and the spaces. I think this uh academic design process, I bring this method into my real world uh architecture. So, if at that point, just somehow that mentor actually, uh, how to say, he he keep encourage ah uh, he keep encourage us to use this kind of method, and I mean okay not everyone used to this kind of uh, design process, but somehow I kind of like fall into this kind of design process. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that's my story lah, and also of course him and also some. Uh, like the inspired architect that I mentioned, that we mentioned in previous uh, episode, our favorite architects, favorite buildings. Also, this kind of um, projects that they did, or they the 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 work that they um, prop published, and then when we go study on, and then we also get some inspiration, and this also adapts into our design, I believe. So, just just. Talking about kind of some of the things you say is more of like, I uh, I just personally I don't really like to do physical Model. models. Okay. Um. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe because I I I'm more uh, I'm bad in brain visualizing. <laughs> I need a physical. Actually, I'm I'm actually not very good at that as well because in the end I have to like try and error, try and error in uh different ways, but uh. Most of my design starts from a floor plan, like how. Mm. When I'm designing the floor plan, I also thinking like you know this space it should be something like this. This space should be something like this, and it's more of like. I guess, but it depends on what exactly I'm designing at the time. I but if let's say I like something residential, something that I've actually kind of done recently. Mm-hmm. It's more of like you know, I I want this. Uh, after listening to the clients once and you know how they live and whatnot, basically the time I was designing a house for this couple mm-hmm. that basically have lived in this house for twenty over years, and they want to uh, renovate or yeah, and then they want to like kind of. Demolish and rebuild the thing. So I was actually kind of listening to their, you know, how they live their life and what all these uh, things okay. before they, uh, I mean before I start designing kind of thing. So when I start, I actually try to like, you know, visualize how is it they are going to spend, because in the end they have been living in this house for twenty over years and I don't really want to kind of break their every cycle of life. Mm. I mean, they are they are not exactly young anymore, lah. Mm. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how old they are, but uh, not young. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, is I was actually trying to just kind of upgrade their kind of floor plan and like give them certain things that maybe they don't really know that they want, but through what I see from their life. Seems mm. like something that will they, kind they of complement them. Mm. Uh, like for example, I actually found that they really like their landscape, like the because it's a bungalow, they have a very big land for their house. They actually have a lot of plantings, very nice plantings and uh, gardens and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and another thing they like is like they like to have their break. They actually like to have their breakfast kind of. Outdoor, outdoor oh. and indoor kind of thing. Okay. You know they have like a outdoor patio kind of thing. Mm. 
but it, so I actually try to kind of make it more. so that the out this outdoor more. patio kind of thing is like open to all parts of their garden kind of thing. Mm. Uh, I mean that's that's how I actually play with my design. And in the end, I actually noticed throughout this because I mean I I'm working not exactly by myself. I'm mm. actually working with a uh, boss, and mm. you know how he has a lot of comment. Of course, he has to go through everything before it yeah. goes to the client and whatnot. So one thing I've actually noticed is uh, about myself, uh, at least, is that I don't really think too much about how the form will look like from the outside and whatnot. Mm. What I really want them to know, I'm, I guess I start designing from the inside out. Something like, I want this space to be like this, I want this space to be like this, I want this mm. space to be like this. Of course, they are not like, you know, this space is like pink color and then the next color is like yellow color, you know, something like that. But it's more, of course, it's still related kind of thing. I still have one general concept that I want to carry on, but mm-hmm. I found that I kind of designing these spaces for them to use and don't really think too much about the exterior form, you know, how the whole building will look like, which mm-hmm. maybe it's not a very good thing as well in the end, but I, I noticed that that's how I, I approach architecture at the moment now at least mm. that's why I mentioned earlier architecture is not something that you do it alone because for example like what you say you you are that at this point you are that kind that design from inside to outside but what if I tell you my design process is from outside to inside and, <laughs> and then no I'm, I'm serious because for like now right now because my okay the, the latest competition that what we did is even though that uh, the time takes so long but because we have a real client so he's the one that will say he, he like it or he doesn't like it he actually have the uh, he, he, just say literally he, he has the power to say he wants this or he doesn't want although we, con- we try to convince of course we try to convince them in our professional approach but in the end if design is something that there's no right or wrong it's either you like it or you doesn't like it I keep repeating this a lot of times so so that's why if you are the kind of person who design from inside to outside and I'm the kind of person who design from outside to inside then you can work together so this is also a kind of design process I believe there's no right or wrong you see maybe I learned something from your, de- your design process from inside to outside and then you learn something from my design process. So it's always a a two-side thing, uh, I would say, right? Uh, there, there's no... I feel like there's no sides. Uh, it can be any... Like, design process can be any... Way, any kind of form or... Yeah, I feel every person has different kind of design process. Even... Don't say that every person is like as I said, it's like from every the starting second. how my design process has changed mm-hmm. so much since I've started. Uh, so maybe you say that even through myself, I also have like different like stage. design. Yeah, stage different stage. Design, right? Even different yeah. design process. It's like you know, sometimes maybe I suddenly feel that uh and I actually should be doing something the other side. But it's a bit hard when you're talking to lecturers and whatnot, because in the end they are like they have their kind of style. Mm-hmm. That's why and you. Maybe, it's like how, what kind of style that you inspired and you try to, uh, not to say improvise lah. If you favor that kind of style, then you will more likely just, just use it. Become, <laughs> oh, you use it and then become into your own style. I mean that's that's I think that's the most uh, ultimate goal of every designer because, as you say, nothing is new ma. So it's always you keep improving ideas, improving design, and then because you always say, "Oh, why why this building copy that building?" You think it's the same, but maybe they look the same, but the approach behind is different. But somehow, just that the outcome suddenly looks uh slightly similar, <laughs> something like this. So I don't know, but that's another story to say that. Yeah, uh, just 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 still mentioning this. I actually remember when I was doing a a competition with uh, some of our friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that time, I was actually kind of explaining our concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And then I was actually kind of trying to explain my concept to another friend, which was not part of the competition. Then she was like, uh, "This thing already do before." What? Then, I mean, yes. I, uh, I feel that it's a bit odd for people to say such thing because everything already has been done, has been done no, before. Maybe she's the type that, maybe she's just the type that you know whatever you do before, I cannot do anymore hippie style kind of thing. But yeah, there's people like this. Ah, uh, there's always something I want to create something new rather than I improving the one already there. Uh, if you believe something, um, there's definitely something already been done for five thousand times, and then other than technology, uh, but if you talk about design, I believe every kind of design is always even the if even the most popular design right now. Definitely, someone have did that before previously, like maybe five hundred thousand, uh, five hundred years ago or two hundred years ago. I don't know, but it's always it's not about something new. It's about okay. I it's very strong word is. About how do you do it in your way? I I totally agree with that. Yeah. So it's no. People would say you're copying, but if you have a strong concept behind, strong ideas behind, I think you can express it confidently. <laughs> I think there's also a a a design process that we all learn. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess in the end, I mean, we've been talking about uh, at, at least for me, I've been talking about like my life through diploma and my design process through diploma until my degree and whatnot. Mm. So I guess our next episode, uh, will be not so academic. I'm right? not. I'm. Yeah. Uh, we'll be talking more about our master time, mm. which is actually the most important basic. one. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, uh, this is actually kind of a build up to the next epi- next episode. episode or next yeah. two episodes maybe, mm. which will be about uh our thesis, like yeah. the combination of all our education and yeah, and see what we think at the time, mm. and see whether because actually I haven't and really heard about Jun's uh thesis. thesis. I mean, I I've seen his uh, I've seen the board. I've seen your booklet as well. I've seen. Basically everything, but I haven't really heard you present exactly what it is about. Same, same as yours. Me, I've I've only like go through your project, but I also want to have a presentation from you. And yeah, so basically, the next one or two episodes will be about this. Yep. Yeah. Look forward yeah. to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's also it's every time a long episode, but I really enjoy the talk that we have. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for this week, I actually have some news. Yeah. So what's the news? Um. Uh, <laughs> do you know that you can actually? I mean, it's it's quite normal that nowadays you know you have a uh, virtual reality houses. Mm-hmm. Virtual? You mean you? Virtual VR houses. Basically, you have houses in the virtual reality, which you you know you have to put on the goggles and then you can see the house. You can experience the house and what all those things. Yeah. Uh, basically, it's not exactly a new technology, and this thing have been going through for quite some time, and even used in architecture for you know presentation and whatnot mm-hmm. nowadays. Yeah. Uh, not much in Malaysia, but I guess a lot of Recently. places actually have this thing. I've heard about yeah. it also. Mm-hmm. So the news is that recently, uh, I'm not sure when. I think it was last month or so. Quite new still. Uh, the first VR house was sold. Mm-hmm. What do you mean? By, I mean. So, so someone just is It's like an architecture You know You design this house mm-hmm. And then someone actually bought it For $500,000 but, but it's not bought yet hmm? But it's not uh, It's not built yet No it's not going to be built It's just a virtual reality house oh It's going God. to only exist In this virtual reality world okay. Basically it's a product And someone oh. bought this house Uh for $500,000 What country? I don't know I'm not really sure what country But I mean I will Online Online Doesn't really Have a country I guess ah, like, I see Okay You know you can build You can view it Anywhere you are Of mm. course it's not really As I've seen Some of the images Which there's mm. not a lot uh, That You can't really Build this house Kind of thing You know mm. It's like a It's a very 
it still looks like a house and yeah, a kind of abstract kind of thing like you know mm. the colors that you just won't be able to uh, achieve uh, in okay. real world kind of thing but still it's like uh, yeah someone actually designed this and sold it to someone which I feel uh. I mean just thinking about it maybe it's like uh, it's a dream uh, I don't know it's like I don't know the just thinking about the future you know <laughs> imagine the future where uh, actually I've discussed this with another group of people so it's like imagine a world where one day everyone will just be selling empty houses and then everything is just enhanced by AR or VR mm. I mean, I don't know. Visually, you can, you can use, you can use AR to, to enhance that. But how? I mean, there's so many real stuff happening. <laughs> I, 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 I. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, if let's say you have like a bed, but you don't have to decorate the bed anymore. You can just use AR to make it, however you want to look. You know? Okay. And then okay. so maybe the next the future of architect maybe I'm just saying. Mm. Maybe the future architect oh. the future of architecture is actually designing this type of things. Like you know, just enhancing and then you know you can do it like people buy skins in games. Oh, like, I just want to buy this thing, okay. you know. <laughs> then you can have it there. I oh. want to buy this room like this. So oh. you have this room suddenly, you know. Seems, kind of like, seems like it will become a trend even in the architecture world other than in game world uh, I think it is already a trend in the game world now uh, you I know, mean it's a trend in the game world but I think what happened if the architecture also kind of start to have this kind of trend mm-hmm. you, you never know that's why I say maybe this thing will happen uh, but the 500,000 for a VR house I think I would say it's either that that guy that house is a dream house for that guy so he actually buy a dream so dream is very expensive, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. So I guess Let's that's all news. for yeah. this episode. Thanks mm-hmm. for listening. If you are still listening, it's been a long episode again. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next episode. Yep. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.